Hey, and welcome back to the Ashcraft Minecraft Podcast. I'm your host, Asher, and today we'll be reading Chapter 17 of Minecraft Dungeons Rise of the Arch Illuger by Matt Forbeck. So let's dive right in. Chapter 17 Archie wanted to let the Illagers get comfortable in their new surroundings, but the Orb of Dominance counseled him against that. In its opinion, allowing people to get too used to the idea of having him in charge and taking care of them, rather than demanding things of them, would only guarantee that Thord or even Walda would make a move against him. To maintain his power over them and the rest of the tribe, He needed to keep his potential rivals off balance, and he needed to deliver the rest of the Illagers what they wanted. Archie wasn't a typical Illager. Most of his life, all he'd wanted was to survive. If the bullying would have ended on its own, that would have been all all he really needed, or so he told himself. Illagers in general, though, were raiders. They made their living by stealing from others. Mostly, this involved robbing the few villagers who were foolish enough to travel the land on their own. Sometimes it meant taking down a foolish hero who who let down their guard at the wrong moment. Either way, it was about fighting and taking. And even though they were now safe and sound in High Block Keep with plenty of food, drink, and shelter, that's what the Illagers still wanted, what they ached for. And Archie had to give it to them. There was only one target that would satisfy them. And he'd already announced his intention to take it. The village. The best part was that he would finally get his revenge on Sala and all the rest of the people who'd run him out of the place in the middle of the night with torches and pitchforks. The only trouble with his plan to raise the village to the ground was Yumi. He didn't want to hurt her at all. He'd only hoped that she would show enough sense to get out of the way once he, he and his forces arrived. Despite his misgivings, he headed out for the fiery forge the next morning, and he took a vanguard of, of the best Illager warriors with him. He left Walda behind and put her in charge of High Block Keep while he was gone. But he insisted that Thord came with him. He didn't want the two of them plotting against him together. Besides which, he wanted to impress upon Thord how absolutely futile it would be to try to resist his rule. This time, Archie brought all of the remaining redstone golems with him as well. He required them to help, to help with completing the construction of the fiery forge far more than he needed them back at the keep. He hoped Walda would see it both as a sign of the trust he had in her, and as a sign that he was so strong and confident that she had no chance to turn his people against him. When they reached the fiery forge, Archie had the redstone golems help him construct a bridge across the lake of lava. If he was going to have the illagers working in the forge, they needed a way to in and out of the place, and the redstone golems could handle the heat to construct it. Once the barest length of the bridge was complete, Archie led the other illagers across it and down into the fiery forge. There, they found the redstone golem Archie had left, standing over a diamond mold filled with copious amounts of redstone. 
the whole group gasped in astonishment at the amazing wealth on display, and Thor's eyes began to water at the sight of the golem mold itself. Hold back, Archie warned the others as he raised the orb of dominance high and used it to bring the newest redstone golem to life. When it cracked its way free of the mold, the illagers raised a mighty cheer. Archie turned to enjoy the look of utter amazement plastered on Thord's face. This just seems impossible, the evoker said breathlessly. Archie just laughed. Then he assigned a group of the illagers to work to remain behind with the new redstone golem and get to work on helping it mine and craft a new one. It struck him that if he stationed the illagers here permanently, especially some of his best warriors, he was asking for trouble. They would eventually turn on one another out of boredom, and then the ones who survived would be sure to come after him next. We will have a ready supply of workers once we capture the villagers. Archie had been thinking more in terms of raiding the village and raising it to the ground, but what the orb said instantly made sense. With the villagers under his control, he could force them to work in the mines of the Fiery Forge. Instead, with a smaller force of villagers to oversee them, it would work wonderfully. We'll set the villagers to work in here once we conquer them he announced just before he led the rest of them back out toward the bridge. All of the illagers cheered the choice to enslave the villagers, although the ones who were left behind gripped about not being there to see it happen. When Archie and his retinue arrived back at High Block Keep, the illagers were welcomed the illagers welcomed the new redstone golem with glee. Even Walda clapped with excitement over how another such creature would add to the tribe's might. The fact that Archie's army would only get stronger over time heartened him. Still, part of him wanted to wait until he had an overwhelming army of redstone golems to work with before he set out on his campaign to conquer the entire land. It is not necessary. You can take the village with the forces with you have. One victory at a time. Archie wasn't so convinced about all that. It, but it was, but it was Thord who changed his mind. With the quick help of the Orb of Dominance, Archie had converted one of the largest rooms in High Block Keep into his throne room, a place where he could meet his fellow illagers and confer with his advisors. In fact. He only had one living, well, breathing, advisor to whom he would listen to at the moment. Walda. She stood by the side of his throne and whispered things into his ear as he met with other illagers, giving him the context he needed to make his decisions. In that respect, she was much like the Orb of Dominance, but with her only power being her extensive familiarity with the members of the tribe. However, if Archie had been forced to choose between the two creatures, he would have tossed Walda into the sea without a moment's hesitation. He suspected she was aware of that. She didn't, of course, know that the orb spoke to him and provided him with counsel. 
but she had to realize that he considered her dispensable. Despite her unique set of knowledge, she was more valuable to him than any of the other individual illagers. But that wouldn't be enough to keep her prestigious position safe as if she failed him. Perhaps that was why she suggested that he needed a title. At first, Archie didn't understand why she wanted to make such a fuss. The leaders of the Illager tribe had always been just that. Leaders. They weren't kings or emperors or anything else. They didn't have fancy names or special clothes or anything that marked them as exceptional. Just the respect of their people. This is different, Walda told him. You are different. We need... We never had a home like this before. She gestured to the high vaulted ceilings of the throne room and, by extension, all of High Block Keep. You're building something entirely new. Something that ambitious requires new words to show off the way of thinking. You need a title that declares that to the whole world. Archie mulled this over. But he didn't get the chance to make a decision about it before Thor derailed him. The bully called him out in front of Walda and all the other illagers in the room, the few that Archie hadn't assigned to various details around Highblock Keep, and he made a point of not being quiet about it. You're weak, Thor said as he jabbed a finger up at Archie, who looked down at the bully from his newly fashioned throne. You might have everyone else here fooled, but just because you lucked your way into this place doesn't change anything. It doesn't change you. Don't forget, I know who you are. He is a threat to you and your power. Make an example of him. Defeat him now. Archie recoiled at the idea of taking out Thord on the spot. With the power he had at his command, the bully was no longer a real threat to him, at least not physically. And Archie didn't want to be the kind of ruler he knew Thord would be, one who crushed any who dared to speak up to him, who lorded it over everyone else, who ruled by fear. Better to rule by fear than to be conquered. Archie realized that the orb had a point. If he wanted to maintain his power, he needed to crush any dissent from Thord at once. The bully was testing him now. Perhaps because the visit to the Fiery Forge had illustrated how little Archie had to fear from him. The only hope Thord had was that Archie would somehow still let himself be bullied perhaps out of habit more than anything else. Archie knew, though, that if he showed any actual weakness in front of the other illagers, bearing witness to their conversation, he would lose much of the popular support he'd earned. If he was honest, a part of him still felt like cringing in front of the bully. But after the kind of power he'd now tasted, he wasn't about to give in to it. Instead, he let loose a little snarl and then opened his mouth to speak. 
Walda interrupted him before he could form a single word. How dare you question the bravery of our ruler, she said to Thord in a scathing tone. After all he's already done for us, you should be crawling around here on your hands and knees to show your gratitude. Thord laughed. Oh, I'm grateful enough for all of that. He gazed around at the throne room as if he would soon own it. Eventually, his eyes settled back on Archie. Don't think I don't appreciate everything you've done for us illagers, but also don't think you can hide up here inside your keep and not have someone call you out on it. I'm not afraid of anything. Archie saw exactly what Thord was doing. If the bully could paint him as a coward, his rule over the illagers would be as short as he wanted, as he was, and as brutal as Thord. Remove him. Archie opened his mouth to do just that, but at the last instant, a concerned look from Walda stopped him. Then he realized that he'd been about to make a mistake. If he removed Thord, it might end any troubles with the bully but it would make him seem like maybe Thord was right. And that had struck too close to home. Don't worry about that. Archie ignored the orb. It didn't have to deal with being in charge. That was his job. I was only letting you heal up after the second disaster that happened to a raiding party under your watch, Archie told Thord. If you're already eager to enter battle again, we will leave for the village in the morning. Thord froze. He'd been prepared to taunt Archie for being a cowardly wimp. This change in tactics had thrown him. Tomorrow? He said in a frail voice. Archie slid down from his throne. Is that not soon enough? We can leave tonight if you like. I'm ready for the fight of our lives. Are you? Thord scowled, frustrated that his gambit had been thwarted. Me? Of course. But it would be safer to start our journey during, during daylight. Don't you think? Archie thumped the bottom of his staff on the ground for emphasis. Night and day make no difference to me. The creatures who roam the dark can't be more dangerous than the battle we'll face at the end of our journey. And we're sure to win that as well. Thord gave Archie a little bow, out of surprise and sheer reflex rather than intent. The fact that he recognized Archie's power, even in such a small, involuntary way, gave Archie heart. He told himself that he'd been right to ignore the Orb of Dominance advice about the bully. For now. Word went out from the throne room, and the other illagers immediately set to their preparations. For his own part, Archie wasn't sure what to do with himself. He settled for doing the, his best to look busy, yet inspirational, which included brooding on the keeps ramparts as he considered the battles to come. 
After mulling it over, he decided to leave behind one redstone golem to protect Highblock Keep in his absence. Plus, the one at the fiery forge. That meant he could bring three of the massive creatures with him. Once he got back, he would go and imbue life into even more of them. He wished he could have waited until he had forged more redstone golems. But Thord's taunts had forced him up to move up his timetable. He was just going to have to make do with the army he had. The next morning, as dawn slid over the eastern horizon, Archie led his people and his ready contingent of redstone golems out of Highblock Keep's front gate. He raised the drawbridge behind him with the help of the Orb of Dominance and then set off into the desert. The caravan gave the desert temple a wide berth. Archie wasn't exactly sure what was inside it, but he knew he didn't want to bother with it at the moment. He was sure to have his hands full with destroying the village, and didn't need to waste any of his, of his resources on adventuring through a complex of unknown size and depth. Archie worried that, that Thord might try to draw him into heading into the desert temple, then and there. When he glanced back at the evoker, though, he saw Thord staring at the distant place and shuddering, likely at the memories of the undead that had streamed out of it and nearly killed the entire Illager raiding party. Twice. It took them a few days to make it all the way back to the Squid Coast. Despite Archie's eagerness to reach the village, he ordered them to stop each evening to set up camp. This included posting guards and placing a line of torches around the area to keep any curious mobs away. They had re remarkably few interruptions, for which Archie was grateful. The last thing he needed was for the Illagers to get spooked by a random mobs before they even reached the village. Of course, he, didn't, he needn't have worried. As he recalled, he looked over the scattered tents one night, the tribe's raiding parties were used to camping out in the open and dealing with such things. They, they neared the village late one day, and Archie stood atop the shoulders of one of the redstone golems to address his illagers. He'd already started to think of them as his, and he reflected that in his speech. My fellow illagers, he said, this village which stands ripe for the pillaging, this village, which hoards the land's food, which keeps the land's animals, this village will soon be ours. The illagers cheered for him. Thord and Walda, then at his direction, they all set to preparing themselves for battle. After night had fallen over the village like a glittering blanket of blackness, Archie led his people to the ridge that overlooked the place. From there, they could see the torches of the village burning below, keeping the people there safe, or so they hoped. We will attack at once, Archie said. We charge them from out of the darkness and take them by surprise. What about heroes? If they show up? Thord asked in a defiant tone. What are we going to do against them? He wore a defiant yet amused smile like a child who just caught a parent ma making a mistake. 
Most nights there aren't any heroes in the village. And if they are? He pointed to his redstone golems. We'll take care of them. Thord's taunt had raised another question in Archie's mind, though. What about Yumi? He couldn't exactly order the others to leave the, of one of the villagers alone. They would become suspicious of his motives. And Thord, and maybe even Walda, would accuse him of sympathizing with their foes. Don't worry about her, she isn't worth the trouble. Archie stifled the urge to shout at the orb. He understood how the orb felt. Part of him felt that way too, but he couldn't bring himself to just abandon Yumi to the mercies of his fellow illagers. She'd shown him so much kindness. And what good did that do for you? For a moment, Archie actually considered tossing the orb aside, but he realized that would be the most foolish thing he'd ever done. Without the orb's power, he was nothing. But he wasn't going to give up on saving Yumi. The only thing he could do then was race straight toward her home and hope she was there and that she could talk her into surrendering to him straight away. But he had to admit to himself that that wasn't much of a plan. But it was all he had. Wow, that is the end of chapter 17. So in the last chapter, I said I thought that Archie was evil, but I guess not. He still cares for Yumi. And he's trying to save her now. So I really hope he can save her in the next chapter, chapter 18. But until then, I'm your host, Asher, and this is the Ashcraft Minecraft Podcast. Peace!